rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Cosmic Force, episode 11. I was supposed to say last week that we finally reached double digits, so I'll mention it this week. We've hit double digits. Tonight, we talk about uh, the old, or the High Republic. Uh, our thoughts there try to be as spoiler-free as possible, as well as a an, an interesting little segment that was featured recently on the High Republic show. Uh, but first... Let's go around the room like we do every day or every show and say hi to all of our guests. Emma, how are you doing this week? Hello, everyone. I am doing great. Always excited to talk about some higher public. I've got my yellow lights on in the background if you're watching the video and they don't look super great, but we're going with the theme. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've also got my yellow lights and they look as expected. They're not, yeah. not, not very good. So it's not something that we're going to be doing that often, but with the high republic, you have to have the gold representing uh caleb how's your week going so far this is doing great i would have a few high republic flags but i don't think those have hit the uh production line yet so when they do arrive i'll probably snag maybe one or two of them you know it'd be nice to have have a you know i've got the empire one right here so if i could get a if i could get a like a one of those uh, Nihil flags, oh, I think that'd be pretty dope. I, I would be more excited to see a Nihil flag behind you than I would a High Republic. Like, honestly, the, pro- the problem is that you'd probably have to get in and have like these nice clean edges. <laughs> so you'd have to take a lighter and like singe a couple edges, you know, cut a couple holes so it's all raggedy yeah, looking you gotta, first. Yeah, you, you, you gotta go with the aesthetic, absolutely. And last but not least, our producer, Jacob, how are we doing this week? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. I think my dog is um very active right now, which doesn't. Yeah, I, uh, hi, dog. Uh, so hopefully she doesn't uh make this show too difficult for me. Uh, but other than that, yeah, pretty great. Another long-standing uh Utini staple is uh our pets being featured in the show. I don't. We haven't had very many pets featured on on the Cosmic Force, but I know uh I know the Living Force has 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 quite a few. Morden is a is a is a local legend, uh. So uh, pets are always welcome in this show. So uh, if you, this is your first time joining us, welcome. We are a Star Wars comic podcast broadcasting live right here on YouTube.com/slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, if you can't join us live, that's okay. Our videos are always available on the YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe and you uh, a- are able to watch the entire playlist. Or if you can't make it to YouTube, uh, head over to your favorite podcasting platform where all of the shows come out every week uh, on Fridays, I believe. Uh, it's 11 weeks, and, and I still don't know when, when our when our podcast goes live, but that's okay because we prefer you here live with us on YouTube. Uh we also encourage you to join our uh, Discord with more than a thousand members, and by do by going to, um, why can I never find the link to this? Utini.com/discord. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. You think by now I would I would put the link in in this part of the show notes, but that's that, that's you know what happens when it's I okay. When I got I log you. On it. I log on at 7.55 when my computer isn't working. Um, if you enjoy seeing what you get from the other shows, because this is sur- surely is not entertaining, uh, head over to patreon.com slash Utini, for, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community activities. 
So, like I said at the top of the show, it's going to be fun tonight. We're, we're, we're kind of going to go um, over the High Republic. We're going to be as non-spoilery as possible. Um, so, we're not going to you know, tell you all the, all the specifics, but we're going to kind of go over what our favorite, favorite parts are, our favorite characters, and things like that. Um, but before we do that, let's go ahead and check in with Jacob, who has our weekly pull list. Jacob, what do we have available at the comic shops this week? Yeah, so we got two comics today. We have Star Wars number 14, War of the Bounty Hunters Part 1, Save Solo, written by Charles Soule, uh, pencils by Ramon Rosanas. Uh, the cover is by Carlo Pagolayan, and uh, the pride cover by Stephen Byrne, and colorist Rochelle Rosenberg, and letter uh, Clayton Cowles. So here is our pride cover of the week. It is featuring Lando. Uh, That's so cool. So another Very great cool. entry. I noticed while I was doing, like, putting the show together that in, like, the uh, credits page, like, it's, like, the second page or first interior page of every Star Wars comic book, they have, like, all, all the people accredited, and there will be, like, the A cover uh, person called out, and then they'll, like, have, a, like, a bunch of names for variant covers, and there's, at least for this month, I noticed there's specifically a call out for the Pride cover artist, so it makes my job a little easier finding who that person is, uh, but it's also cool to see them specifically called out in that fashion. Very and not cool. Just kind of lost in the sea of variant cover artists uh but yeah so there we got that one uh and then we also have the high republic adventures number five this is kind of the the end of the first high republic adventures story arc uh it's written by daniel jose older uh with art by harvey tolabao and colors from rebecca nalty and letters from jake wood so if you want to pick up any of those on comiXology uh as always the links for those are down in the youtube description I have not had a chance to read High Republic Adventures 5, but based off of the Discord, uh, some stuff happens today. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty interesting book from what, from what I'm, I'm understanding through the, through the, the, the blocked out and uh, spoiler tags on, on, on the channel. Yeah, for sure. Daniel Jose Older exciting. is absolutely killing it with this series, you guys. I mean, and we're going to talk about it later for sure, but oh my gosh, it was really great. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jacob, for letting us know what is available. So now we're going to go ahead and move on to what we're loving this week. Uh, and, and we're going to start with Art of the Week. And I actually am doing something special this week for my Art of the Week. Uh, my son's birthday is uh, this weekend. And he, I don't know, he, he has provided me with some art that I normally have behind me here. Um, but I figured I would at least make it a little bit more pronounced this week in honor of his birthday. So uh, happy early birthday, Mason. These are two of the pieces of art that he has created for me. And I and he is my artist of the week this week. So, uh, yeah, wanted to do something special for his birthday this week. So happy birthday. This is this is cutest cutest shit. Uh, you need to like get a uh, one of the like white blank variant covers and have him like do a sketch on it. Oh, that's that's a great Aww. idea. I love that. I'm I'm now gonna have to add that to my variant to my variant pull list. Uh, the you can get them. They're like usually cover price. They're not anything crazy. So you know, just pick an issue you like and then have them do something on the front. That'd be cute. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so Emma, what is your art of the week this week? Yeah, that's that's awesome, Tyler. Happy early birthday, Mason. Um, I love that art. That's that's so great. Um, so my art this week is from Star Wars Adventures uh, uh, issue titled Endangered, uh, and the pencils are by Sean Galloway and Jamal Peppers. And I really liked this because, well, first of all, I love the ghost. Who doesn't love the ghost? It's like the Millennium Falcon uh, of animation. It's great. Uh, but I just like how it's drawn here. It's almost like watercolors, but 
maybe even softer than that. Something about the art style just really caught my eye and with the cargo ship uh, sort of looking like a Star Destroyer, but extra thick, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I I like the design of that ship and and I I like the art style here. Are those shipping crates i think yeah. so yeah there? yep yeah there was there was a there was a, like a, a rebels arc where they like hijacked one of these i'm pretty sure yeah yeah and they're like held in there magnetically or something like that oh, it, it, that was, it, it was the one with um oh god it was um holdo oh AP5. Yeah, hondo and his hondo is a little ugnot yeah and I th- I think, yeah. isn't that how they found ap5 the droid he was working on on that ship i think so yeah yeah so i i like that ship it's very interesting and, and i like the way it was drawn here for sure <laughs> Yeah, this is this is this is really interesting, and yeah, you gotta love you gotta love the ghost. You know, rebels is rebels is 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 un, not in the Utini community, but rebels is underrated. Let's just let's just put that out there. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, Caleb, what do you have for us this week? I got an interesting one here. It might be a little relevant towards the end of this whole episode, but we're talking. This one comes from. Uh, let me get it right here. It comes from uh, Star Wars: uh, Agent of the Empire, Hard Targets. Issue number two. Um, this was a uh, a little Dark Horse uh, series where essentially they take James Bond and put him into the Star Wars universe. So our main hero, uh, Agent Cross, is you know trying to protect a young kid, and he winds up in the middle of a giant. It's almost out of nowhere, like this giant sky battle between the security and these massive fleet of pirates. Pulls some Han Solo kind of stuff. It's a really fun and interesting little arc. The second arc, uh, Hard Targets, was way better than the first one, in my opinion. But it's just like a wild sort of like, let's take like some genre that we're very familiar with it with already and then put it into the Star Wars universe. So Agent uh, of the Empire, definitely worth a read if you can find it. Nice. Yeah, that art looks... I've, I don't. It's It's been a while since I've seen that many characters in that great a detail on a page like that. Exactly. All right, yeah. Jacob. What about what about you this week? So this week I'm uh, rocking a panel from Star Wars 2015 issue number 68 uh, with art here by Phil Noto. I, I just got to this like the the home stretch of this uh, of this series was so good for me, uh, and I just love this this little panel reminiscent of the binary sunset moment in Episode Four. So uh, really really enjoyable uh, moment uh, with Luke here. So that was my art of the week means we now get to throw it back to Caleb and uh, show off the community submission. Yeah, this was from our very own Timothy from 2015, the same Star Wars run as yours, but way earlier, issue 12. This was done by Stuart Immonen and colors by Justin Ponser. Uh, this was a fun little arc where um, they go to Gracchus to Hunt's um, arena, essentially. Yeah. And an EMP goes off, and now everyone to fight for their lives has to use lightsabers. So we get this really fun, like, color splash page of everyone sabering up and just doing a lot of really uh, exciting action, a lot of exciting uh, movement there. So um, that was a really great pick, uh, Timothy, so thank you for that. And, of course, as always, hit us up on our Discord, hit us up on our Twitter, at the Cosmic Force Show showing off the merchandise uh and you can win your very own comic code so hit us up we'll reach back to you and make sure you are rewarded not only for the uh glory of being a, uh shown up in this segment but also with a free comic whenever you're ready so that's what's going on with the community 
hit us up anytime you got yes yes we, we we've gotten a lot of great fan community art uh in the last couple of weeks i really appreciate everybody uh participating in that uh, and and really showing the your support for the show so thank you for that uh so now we're going to go into uh what we're reading and uh, uh my segment is going to be pretty short because i haven't been reading anything because i was out of town this weekend uh at my other son's uh hockey tournament uh so i i was able to since all of my comics are are physical i didn't want to take any of them on the plane uh so i did read a couple of the power rangers comics that jared had so graciously shared with us last week thank you jared uh but yeah that was a lot of fun uh, um fortunately for well i didn't get a chance to to do any reading i was it like i said it was a lot of fun uh, my, my my son's hockey team finished third in the tournament that they were playing in so uh yeah it was a good time and just not a lot of time for for reading so Emma, I'm going to pass it over to you and, and to once again make up for my lack of reading. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have as much as I normally do because, I mean, last week, man, that was a lot. Shadows of the Empire, comics, novels, you know. So I, I took a little break, but I did read the two newest issues today, The Higher Public Adventures number 5 and Star Wars number 14. And I gave them both five stars on Goodreads. I seriously enjoyed these two. Um, I think they're both causing quite a bit of conversation probably the higher public adventures more so than star wars but star wars has a, a cool little little something something happening we won't spoil it um so yeah that's just about all that i've read this week um hopefully i'm gonna read some more this week that's the goal I, um i mean what's left for you to read at this point uh good question legends <laughs> <laughs> i should read more legends for sure um, so that's what I've read this week. Caleb, what have you read this week? Um, I, like you, I've kind of slowed down a little bit on the comic rolls. I've caught up with most of the, uh, 2015 runs, just a few couple issues here and there that I needed to, you know, just finish up and get that knocked out. Um, kind of apropos to what, again, this segment as of my previous one, what might be happening down the line, I'm reading through uh, Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older, and that's a lot of fun. The audiobook is just a lot of really good forward momentum, lots of great uh, Han and Lando moments, some of the best characters, so it's a really good read. So if you're looking for a book recommendation, The Last Shot uh, by DSO, really good. Jacob, how about you? Uh, yeah, so I, I challenged myself last week um, to read about 50 comic books, uh, which would take me to the end of the 2015 Star Wars era uh, and get up to like all the 2020 current arcs. And uh, I'm happy to say I did finish that. Uh, wow. This is my that is my Star Wars, my comic tracker. Uh, the 11th, I had read th uh, 365 issues. And today I've read 413 issues uh, in canon. Uh, so I, I did it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you're wondering what this big flash stretch is, that was me planning to get the show off the ground. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I just asked, uh, Charles soul to, uh, bring back Warba. She was, I, I, I don't know. I liked her. I wanted her to be back in the main line. She, we know she went on to Hoth. Where is she? Please let me know. Justice for Warba. Justice for Warba, please. <laughs> or... I would say Dark Champion, but he's much less interesting to me. Oh, I totally he's agree. He's kind of, he, he's kind of fun. He's there. He's like a more mild Prince Shizor. This is, yeah, and even like the was it the boss? The, was it what is his name? Boss? Oh, whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, his ship kind of reminded me of the Skyhook. 
in a way. Mm, yeah. It was like above the planet just chilling. But anyways, yeah, we, we're, we're enough shadows of the Empire. <laughs> uh, I think I think we've talked that to death the past oh, for sure. week or two. <laughs> so. Well, all right. Well, congratulations. I don't want to. I, I I give you a little round of applause for getting hitting your fifty fifty uh, book goal, but I don't want to peak our audio here. So yeah, you can do a little celebratory dance there uh, <laughs> instead of instead of having me uh, blow out your ears, but with, with 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 the awful audio of of me clapping. So all right. So like I, our main topic tonight, the High Republic. Um, so the comics that you know, we we have two comics that have were were the tail end of Phase One of the 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 high republic launch um and we and and the uh, if for those of you who might not be be caught up on those those are the high republic just that called the high republic that launched on january 6th and the high republic adventures which is out with published by idw on february 3rd um Let's go around the room real fast before we get into it. Let's just let's just go ahead and I want to get everybody's rankings on both of those series, um, and and so that way we can kind of set the stage for for the rest of the talk. And I'm going to go backwards this time because we normally start with Emma and go around around to Jacob. So I'm going to start with Jacob. Uh, Jacob, what what how what are your thoughts on, on this series on, on both of these series? Yeah, so I think it's tough. I think. The High Republic Marvel series definitely had a slower start for me. I like I've enjoyed it the whole way, but I think it was like issue five where it really four or five where it really started to click for me. Um, so like if you if I were to rate the whole uh, first arc on average, it would be like a seven point five or an eight. But like the past two issues themselves have been like maybe nines in my book. Uh, and then the High Republic Adventures, I think. I like I've been enjoying that the whole time. It really shocked me with how good it was right out of the gate. I would probably give that a a nine nine point five. I think for the whole first arc, uh, that's been fantastic. If you've been following that, it's 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 a lot of fun, and I would not let the younger dem- like target demographic scare you off from reading this book. It is great for anyone any age to be reading. So yeah, does I'd that give it does 9, that 9. Su- does that surprise you? Like. Looking back, if you would have told yourself in February when that when when this when High Republic Adventures came out that five issues into it you'd give it a nine point five, do you think that you think you'd be be surprised? I yeah, I think so. I think I think I would I wouldn't be surprised that I enjoyed it. I would I would be surprised that I enjoyed it this much is what I would say. Uh, it, it really shocked me with how good it was overall, and uh, really hasn't. I mean, in my mind, like the art's been fantastic all the way through. The story's been great. All the characters been really relatable. I would say like the one thing that might suffer from so far is that it's hard to connect with every character just because there are so many and yeah. like they haven't had enough time to really branch out. But I mean, it's only five issues in so far. Uh, like I know the next issue is going to face on uh, Farzala and Court. So, you know, we're going to slowly get to learn the rest of these Padawans a lot better. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been fantastic and definitely would recommend it if you're if you're uh, sleeping on it right now. Absolutely. Uh, Caleb, what about you? What are your thoughts on on these two series? Well, Jacob can't win first, but I think I can agree with almost everything he said. Uh, for the first one, High Rep- the High Republic, I'd give it a solid eight out of ten. It's a really, um, you know, it has all the strengths of the High Republic, like that. What the media franchise is going for, all of those are evident and relevant in that series. They have Jedi at their prime, being respected, you know 
when they go to a community, they are instantly like looked on as good people and know and their reputation precedes them in a very positive way. Uh, you see very positive, you know, um, mentor mentee relationships. You see them being a lot, the Jedi being a lot healthier, you can say, than this era than they were in the prequel era. So it has a lot of really great and strong character moments, but I don't know, something about High Republic Adventures puts it at a nine. Yeah. It's just a little better. Like, it does a lot of, like, you know, when it starts doing the first issue, you're thinking, oh, just how the plot's going to go. But then they introduced a few extra elements. I'm not saying they do a 180, but they introduced kind of like a fox and a hound sort of, like, storytelling going on and, like, divergent paths and, you know, all like that. And it's just a really interesting way of telling a story that I really appreciate of how kind of risky they're kind of taking it and having, like, a really good deep dive into the Nihil and how they do it. So I think it's just a better series overall. Nine, you know, not to say it's the air one is bad, but uh, High Republic Adventure, I think, is a nine. Awesome. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Emma, what are, what, what are your scores? Yeah, so I've been seriously enjoying uh, both of these series. If I had to pick one over the other, I'd say it'd be, you know, High Republic Adventures would be my favorite by a hair. Um, I enjoy how we get a balance in the Higher Republic Adventures between learning more about the Jedi and learning more about the Nihil, um, because in the Marvel, uh, the High Republic, um, I feel like we get a, a lot of Jedi and not a whole lot of Nihil, but we do get some Dren gear, so I guess there's a little bit, you know, uh, of a balance there. Um, I do like how Avar Chris is somewhat of a focus in the Higher Republic. She was an intriguing character to me ever since Light of the Jedi. Um, and Keeve Trennis is also a really cool character. Um, in the first issue, you know, she goes through her Jedi trials. That's, like, amazing to see. Anybody who likes Jedi lore, I don't think we've ever really seen that super in-depth before. So getting to see that on the comic page was really awesome. Um, and, of course, Higher Public Adventures, Lula is a really cool character. I keep saying that all these characters are cool, but they just are. Um, and, you know, she's on the cover of Race to Crash Point Tower and is a pretty big, going to be a pretty big part um, in that book. So, you know, it's pretty important to read the Higher Public Adventures. And, you know, like Jacob said, this is um, something that you don't want to let the, uh, the age range sort of fool you here. Um, it's really high quality stuff. And even though it's aimed at kids, uh, really don't don't let that uh, keep you from reading it because it's great stuff. And so um, for my rankings, I would give The Higher Public Adventures a 9.5 um, and The Higher Public a 9. I've really enjoyed both of them. Yeah, I'm not going to be much different than, than than the rest of you guys. I think I'm going to gonna give both of them a, a 9. Um, and, I, and I think the thing that makes me the most excited about The High Republic Adventures is the way that they continue to to, to tell a, a common uh, Star Wars story of, of, of two like-minded people of, of Zine and Crix and and how one favors a light and one favors a dark and and how that is contrasting and I think that is what I am enjoying the most about the High Republic Adventures because it's such an interesting. Like I said, we've seen this before. We've seen this this sort of t story told before, but the way that they're doing it, I mean, maybe it's just because it's it's the first time it's really been done from from my perspective in comics with these brand new characters. I'm 
I'm very excited to read every single issue uh, when it comes out. Like I said, I, I haven't gotten a chance to get to get to the comic store to, to, to get today's issue, but I'm I'm very much excited on it. And and the High Republic. I mean, I mean, I've I, I read I steamed rolled through Light of the Jedi and I think three days and and I, th- I that has carried that momentum has carried right into the comic and and there, I'm just in love with consuming everything that are, there is about this about this uh, this time frame um, and I kind of want to want to segue right into to my next question is is it talk about our, our favorite characters and um, Emma you said it best like Avar Chris is is technically a background character in, in in this book but the she has a very leia like presence and mm, yeah. like whenever she whenever she's in a panel she just commands power and it's just like i can't wait to see what she's gonna do and 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 that is why she, in, in in the high republic she is one of my favorite characters. I mean, I'm I'm loving Skier. I'm I'm loving all the other characters there, but I just I'm fascinated with with Avar Chris, and I want to know more about this character. So anytime that she can be in a scene, I I, I just I absolutely love it because I I, I want to see more of her her power and her and just the way that she commands Jedi is just it's just it's really awesome, and I, and I and I really really enjoy seeing that character. And then again, like I said, I I in High Republic Adventures. Um, Seeing the two main characters, Zine and Crix, those are visiting with them and watching their decision making. Um, one of them in particular, uh, which I'm sure we'll go into go into next. It's just again, it's a really fascinating story where I'm like, what are they going to do next? Where, how are they going to top this next week? So, those are like high 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 marks for me from from both the books. Those are those are two of my, my you know three of my favorite characters. Um, I'll let, I'll let somebody else, uh, Caleb. Well, I'll let you jump in here and and kind of it, let let us know what what some of your favorite characters are from 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 either of these books. Skier, he's the best. You 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 do tend to I mean, favor Trandoshans, don't you? I he, it's great to see like a Thrandoshan taken and to even make mention of it in the books and in the series. Like, hey, he's a Thrandoshan Jedi, and that's weird, isn't it? And it's kind of good to see like different takes on like kind of classic Star Wars species and how you know you know we can play against type now, but not fully against type. There's some really great moments where like you know it, I think it's in the the second issue where he like he can't just goes feral mode like I like. You know, I can't sense anything here. I'm just going to take off my face mask and smell the enemies now and hunt them like wolves. And that's just some, like, great, you know, character development. Plus, there's some moments later on where you can see his, like, real weakness and his shame. And that's such a, like, an interesting tack tack that I haven't really seen in these emotions explored in Star Wars. And it's from a dude with a, you know, with a scaly green face. It's it's some really good stuff. I think Skier... You know, yes, we get the ha-ha Thrandoshan Jedi is a good guy now, but we also have some real deep heart to him. So I think he's definitely has the best arc so far of the series. Emma, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I've been liking Skier as well. He has, he's been having a really interesting arc. Um, you know, like I said earlier, Keeve and uh, Lula are probably my two favorite characters, um, two favorite main characters as a whole. Um, and I already pretty much said why uh just you know love both of their journeys you know that we're, we're watching them grow up basically um as jedi and i've always found that to be very interesting uh in terms of background characters i already mentioned avar 
Um, I could not uh, go without mentioning Buckets of Blood. Um, he, I don't <laughs> think, there is no character unlike him that could make me so excited when he comes on a page. I mean, whenever he yells, Buckets of Blood is on the scene, I'm like, yes! <laughs> Buckets of Blood! It's so like it's so ironic and I love hearing Daniel Jose Older talk about the inspiration for Buckets of Blood and, and if you haven't heard about this uh Buckets of Blood is inspired by uh an EMT that Daniel used to work with uh whose nickname was Buckets of Blood which is ironic because he's a medic and um I just I love that character he brings such energy whenever he shows up and I love Buckets of Blood he's great <laughs> Yeah, Jacob. Second, what, uh, yeah, I was gonna say you, you you haven't you've been quiet so far. What what are your, some of your favorite characters here? Those, those are all great, and uh, I I don't need to repeat any of them because they're all fantastic characters. Uh, but my my answer on top of all of that, I don't know why. I really don't, but I love Quart so much. Mm, yeah, he. <laughs> it's so like I can't quantify it in any way because he has literally said not one intelligible word of dialogue. Uh, but he's fantastic, and I really love um. Harvey Tolabao has done such a good job with this character. Like, there are so many, like, I see him on Twitter all the time with, like, little screen grabs of him in the background just doing something, like, ridiculous and hilarious. Like, his eyes are crossed, like, pretending he's dead or, like, holding, like, like the, the, the baked treats that are a recurring theme in High Republic Adventures. There, there's so many just, like, funny, like, moments with Court that I really am excited for him to show up more in the next arc uh, because I love him unconditionally. And I can't wait to see what he's like when he's actually has more room to breathe. Yeah, yeah, he's he he's a he's a great character, and and you got to imagine that that he's he's been included for a reason. So so right. he there has to be something that that is going to bring him closer to the to to, to the front. Uh, and as blind blind fates says in the chat, plus he also looks cool. Which I mean, yeah, that's that's cool. an an absolute a plus on 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 his. For, for his character so you know I li- i'd like to like what are some of our let's talk about a little bit of some of our either our favorite panels or favorite moments and and, and i want to start with the high republic um we've we, we've we've given a lot of love to the high republic ventures so we'll save that we'll, we'll save that for a minute but let's let's start with the with with the high republic and um, I'm gonna go right back to you, Jacob, and and, and say and ask what what are some of you either your your favorite panels, uh, in particular, or or favorite uh, mini arc from from some of these books. I'm trying to think of one that would be not spoiling anything. Um, so I will I will go with something that's already been discussed and was kind of given away as the premise of the book before it even came out, which was the knighting of Kiev. I think mm. that whole process. Uh, of seeing her undergo that is so cool because I, I I've read enough or I've seen enough like EU material to see a few other cases of knighting. Uh, the one that like I just read actually recently was uh, Seer Junda's knighting in uh, oh, Dark yeah. Temple. Yeah, and that was like it was it was a cool experience and everything, but like at the end it was just like all right, cool, you're you're like you're rise, you're now a knight, and like Keeve had such a different process that she went through. I I mean both of them are. I guess un- non-traditional in a way, um, but seeing what she had to experience and what she had to go through to to achieve that rank, I think was very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Caleb, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna come to you next. What what are maybe a, a scene or a panel that that jumps out uh, out to you? 
When I was rereading the comics earlier, there's one little thing that came out. It's in one of the latest issues, but not to be spoiler, it shows Avar Chris, and she's in a fight because comics need action, <laughs> and it was still a good fight, but she was suddenly running away, and you noticed that she had her hand out, and I didn't notice the first time when I was reading, but during the reread, she wasn't holding her lightsaber. She was having it hover like six inches in front of her and rapidly spinning, kind of like a Inquisitor. She did that in, kind of like she did that in Light of the Jedi as like a meditation thing, right? Was it, was it yeah, but it was soul? like rapidly spinning to uh, deflect blaster bolts, and it's one of those minor things you didn't oh, notice right. unless you're like specifically going through it, and that was... They've done a lot of fun things with the Force and, you know, characters with that, uh, you know, doing some gardening and all like that. And But anytime you get to see, like, a weird, unusual use of, like, the Force like that, that's always fun. So you're saying, like, like she did it like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, just like it, but it was, like, hovering, like, six inches out from her hand. This is the, yeah. for, if you don't know, this is the out-of-print limited edition cover for, um... The upcoming uh, book, the rising, uh, storm. rising Storm. Rising Storm. Thank you. I was about to yeah, say Out of the Shadows. Exactly. Like, nope, that's not it. It's the other one. Uh, for yeah, for the so yeah, this. I mean, and and I think that's. I think we can all agree, like, what they're doing for the Jedi to add to the Jedi lore of how just badass they can be. That's the most. That's the most fun element of this, right? I mean, there there are there are deeper elements, and there are real, there are other things that are cool, but that's the most fun part about the high republic emma i mean am i wrong in saying that oh you're so right i mean there's so many unique jedi abilities jedi uses of the force that we've seen in the high republic and it's just it's always just so much fun to see honestly i mean you know avar chris has some pretty cool abilities like like in light of the jedi um oh yeah jacob here he's pulled up uh, what i was gonna say was my favorite um panel uh, Avar Chris, just a splash page of her just absolutely wrecking a Drengear. And, um, yes. I mean, she is so badass in, in this comic series. And Tyler, I, I like your, uh, comparison to Leia earlier. Um, I thought that was great because she does command the page and she's also a super duper badass. And, um, we love that <laughs> about both of them. They're great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My favorite, my one element that stuck out to me i will will be as non-spoiler as possible but my favorite little mini mini section of these books um secure secure there's i'm, I'm putting an extra syllable in there uh when, when they were on they're they're on a particular ship and they're 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 advancing through some 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 fog because um the nihil had already been there um and to see him kind of sort of in his natural element was really yeah yeah jacob's got this splash page that th this is kind of how that how this whole this whole process ends is is, is this panel right here but seeing him really uh, as go back to his trendotian uh you know elements of sniffing out the uh, his 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 enemies um his prey his prey thank you um and then and and it was kind of and it, it again it kind of is a precursor to to some of the things that that happened later on in the books because um he notices that there's that that he had a little bit more trouble than 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 he should have um uh, but that that was just it was a really cool element to have him 
be able to highlight his own personality and, and, and something that is unique to just him. Like you can't have that sort of scene with a, I mean, you might be able to, be able to have it with Barry Yager for, you know, to, to a certain extent, but you know, that was just a really cool, really different scene for me. And, and that was just something that even now that I remember, cause I believe that was in issue two, um, that still, yes, that, that still sticks out to me. It's just a really, really cool, cool scene. And, and the way that whole, that whole little mini scene ends and the, 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 the splash page that we saw and, and the, what else they find on that ship. Um, it was just really fun. It, like, it was just a really cool, really cool scene. So, um, I don't want to get, uh, it's hard to, hard to, to, to talk about the, uh, for me to ask this question without anybody going into spoilers, but I will say, um, What's one thing that each of you is is excited about for the future of 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 these of these two books? And let's go ahead and start. We spent. Let's go over to the High Republic Adventures now. Um, let's start with if if anybody here has a really wants to make sure they go first and and make sure that they have a they have a point that they want to make first. I will give you the opportunity to speak up now before I call on somebody. And I'm not. I can. I can there go. you go. Go yeah, for it. All right. Um, I will, again, no spoilers, there are mysteries and, um, large, very important, like, full High Republic spanning uh, details that are being fleshed out in this comic book right now, uh, that could, are gonna have very big, yeah, very big impacts on the story as, as a whole, and if we get those, like, start if those start to get explored i would say before the rising storm comes out which it won't because there's only one issue that comes out uh right. between now and then uh but i, I it's yeah it's it, it is a very exciting time to be reading those comic books and i really hope we get even you know even though we're probably gonna see more of it in the rising storm before we see it in this comic i really hope to see even more detail come out uh so if you know you know but <laughs> hopefully i was vague enough that uh, Look, there are very exciting. We've said it a lot. There are very exciting things happening in, in this comic book right now, and I'm I, I can't wait to see where they go. Yeah, totally. There's and 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 that's that is what my what I am most excited for here is. Um, Kevin said something in in the in in, in his interview uh, on the High Republic show that really stuck out to me is his inspiration uh, for 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 Star Wars came from the comics in the late 1970s and it and and basically what he had said was they didn't have a script they didn't have a additional movie so they kind of did it was kind of the wild west and they could kind of do whatever they want and he even said it in that in that clip when i was watching that for for preparation for the show tonight that's kind of what made me is is what i'm excited about for this is he kind of compared that time to what they're doing in the high republic now because there is no I, i think his exact quote was there is no story to refer to because this is the story. And it's so cool to have this completely untouched, un- untouched moment of time. And it's so different than what we get at in, in, in the prequel trilogy or in the prequel era that I, I'm excited to see how we go from where we're at to that. And, and, and it probably won't be, won't, won't really be discussed too much in the comics, but I'm, I'm, eager to see the side stories that 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 the complement the novels a- expressed in the art of the book because that's uh, I, I cannot wait to see that's probably a few years down the road but that is just something i cannot wait to see emma what what, what, what about you yeah i'm really excited to see what's going to happen with 
both of these series, now that we're moving on to, what is it, phase or wave? I can't remember <laughs> the difference. So it's wave two okay. of phase one. I think I think we, we said that incorrect earlier, but yeah, phase one, we're not exactly sure when it's going to end, but it's sometime in 2022. So we might have another set of books coming before the end of the way or phase but we'll see got you okay so yeah i'm excited to see what happens now that we're moving into wave two of phase one there we go (laughs) um and just how they're gonna tie into the events in that like are we gonna see anything from the republic fair um you know stuff on velo anything like that um Ram, uh, Jama Ram, who is uh, also on the cover of Race to Cross Point Tower uh, by Daniel Jose Older. Are we going to get some of him in the Adventures comics? Um, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's in, yeah he's in the he's on the cover of the uh, Free Comic Book Day uh, Adventures uh, oh issue. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's exciting. So, yes. <laughs> That's exciting. Cool. I always love another Jedi with a yellow lightsaber. You know, I'm a sucker for yellow lightsabers. No, just joking, but. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to see what happens now with the second wave because it, it feels as though these two comics have really tied in well with the first wave. Um, and now I'm wondering if we're going to get some uh, the next arc of both of these being more focused on the second wave. Yeah, say 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 hello to your 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 friend. Oh, yeah, there he this is, is the, Ram. This is the issue that'll be out. Yeah, with Zine, Lula, and Ram, and that will be out. Uh, let's see when's high. Uh, August fourteenth is Free Comic Book Day this oh, year. Oh, nice. Uh, so make sure you pick up That's that. A cool cover. Um, it is. If you're if you're newer to comics, it is yes, literally free. And most uh, yes. most of your most of your uh, you can check on like if your LCS contributes. It's obviously if you're gonna go in. Spend some money. Don't just like walk in and be that guy and just like swoop up a bunch of free comic books. It's cool to get like little tastes of everything. All of these are just kind of like preview issues. I think there might be something maybe for the uh, Edge of Balance manga. I think there might be a preview for that. Um, but yeah, spend some money while you're there. It's just kind of a, a, a fun time uh, to get in an LCS. So yeah, yeah, and this this. They've really started to ramp up the the anticipation for for this next wave uh, of of titles and 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 stories and and that was kind of highlighted in the High Republic show last week because they had a good Caleb what was it like good like twelve thirteen minutes right that with exactly with Kevin and 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 Ario tell us for if if you haven't seen it. Uh, Caleb, why don't you give a little summary about what was who was featured in that video and and kind of the things that they talked about? Exactly. If you haven't seen the uh, High Republic show on the official Star Wars YouTube page, it essentially is about a thirty-minute bi-weekly uh, show they put on to talk about the big news, the big events that are kind of happening on. Uh, so in this latest issue episode, they had a couple of uh, guest stars on for a you know, roundtable interview. They had, as we mentioned, the writer uh, Kevin Scott, his artist Ario Antito, and his senior editor Robert Simpson, who works not only with that one, but also with the High Republic Adventures. So he had a lot of good things to say between them. So they talked a little bit about the behind the scenes, you know, what they like drawing, what they like talking about, you know, how it takes roughly, you know, it's a three-month process from beginning to end, from inception to uh, writing to actually put a comic out into stores. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, fun little tidbits, you know, Kevin talked about, you know, 
just kind of like as we just experienced ourselves with this show, you know, the more you work with different people, the better you get. You know, we had to do quite a few practice runs for our, you know, for this very podcast until we started feeling comfortable. So, you know, we, you know, Kevin talked about he and Ario got together and started just doing some, you know, minor things before they finally got together and got all their characters, uh, you know, together and managed to work really well. And, you know, in case you're wondering if you want to get into a thing Ario talks about how he does about a page per day so you know if you know your average comic has about 22 ish pages then he can you know hammer that out in a month and that's a pretty reasonable amount of time here so you know a lot of you know just fun back and forth there uh one thing Kevin talked as we already talked about is how he got into the you know Star Wars with the uh 70s Marvel and how it was kind of the wild west he could do whatever he wanted so and that's that's really exciting and you know, to hammer home like a slightly different point, one thing I'm kind of excited about this series is that we don't know how any of these characters' stories are going to right. end. Except Yoda, of course. <laughs> and that's yeah, always, yeah. except Yoda, Yoda, yeah. yeah. But Yoda, Yario exactly. Poof. That would be the ultimate twist. Like, he was a ghost all yeah. along. There's like two grandmasters that obviously aren't in the prequel, so they probably die. Um, and we kind of maybe maybe know how Keith Trinus ends, but it's still. I guess speculation until we know for the sure. The High but. Republic, all yeah. about death. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone you know and love yeah. will be dead in 300 years, so it doesn't matter. So it's anyways. like a longer Rogue One. Is that what you're saying? There yeah, you go. Yeah, that's yeah. True. That's, exactly. If you want to put the more the 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 morbidity on this, absolutely, that's the way to think about it. I've seen the chat for literally everyone in the High Republic except for Yoda and Yariel Poof. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Is, is Oppo Rancisis around? I don't, I don't think. I don't think <laughs> oh, so. Maybe I'm just trying to think he, of like the super old people. He seems so ancient <laughs> that he kind of, yeah. I don't know. Or um, who knows? Maybe uh, what's uh, what's the camel Jedi from the Clone Wars? I really, oh, um, Terra Sanube. Oh, uh, yeah, Terra yes. Sanube. We know he was around in Dooku Jedi Lost as an old man already at that point. So he, you know, maybe he's a Padawan. That'd be hilarious. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. And he still has a cane. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's born old. I feel like he's like, gonna make at least, a, at least a background appearance. At least he's he's in the back of a panel somewhere in the in the uh, the archives. You know, still yes. bumbling around. Exactly. You know, was it uh, not Craig's? But the 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 pet the the other Padawan with the oh, sideburns, uh, Farzala. Oh, sorry. Farzala, yeah. Yeah, Farzala. Like every time I see him, it's like that. That that's a that's a forty year old man in a kid's body just because of the sideburns he makes. It's like hilarious. he's the mature one here. I know one of the things that 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 I was interested in was um, they kind of had they kind of had a time to really talk about how how personal uh, some personal stories. Like I said, Kevin had mentioned that um, he really got into the fandom with the seventies Marvel run because. Um, as he put it, there was a sense of wonder, and the creators had these wide open spaces because they they didn't they didn't have anything else to go on. They didn't have a story that had to be shoehorned in, and and characters that needed to be put into a certain place before we get to the next the next show and I and or, or the next movie. And I and I and I found that really to know that he was that's what made him interested in and into the fandom and now that he gets to kind of as as they they said on the show kind of allows him to come full circle and now he's the one doing that um I, again that is what i'm most excited because this is a very different time frame from what we are used mm. to and something Just... has to go wrong and it's going <laughs> to be 
epic when we get there. I just had a sudden minor aside there. He was, he was talking about how the, the uh, 1970s comic was kind of freeform and they could do whatever they want. But I remember the first major arc after they told the story of the movie was they took they ripped off the Magnificent Seven. Dude, that's been done in Star Wars like a billion times now. <laughs> I know, but the first thing they could do, what are we going to do with this giant universe? Uh, rip off a rip off of a famous black and white movie? It's like, deal. It's like, you said George like Kurosawa? Okay, let's throw it in there, whatever. You know, that's fine. Ignore the fact that 40 years later, we're also going to put it in the Clone Wars and also put it in the Mandalorian. And I'm sure there are modern canon comic books that do it as well that I can't think of right now. Like, it's it's everywhere. Right. Oh yeah. So Emma, what oh, Emma, yeah. what were some of your uh, some of the things that you found notable in in this High Republic video? Uh, we talked about Cavan, um, but but there was also a lot of time that we we spent with both Ario uh, and and Robert. Was there anything from from them that that really stood out to you? Yeah. So um, Ario revealed to us that he's only been drawing professionally since 2012. Um, and he really tries to show the emotion of each character by putting himself in their shoes. And I actually found something that he was saying about Keeve to be really interesting. He was saying that um, whenever he draws Keeve, it's almost like she comes alive on the page for him, like automatically. And I found that interesting because it kind of makes sense that there's a character or two um, that an artist really connects with. Um, because, you know, y- you must imagine like he draws a ton of panels with Keeve in them. And it just so happens that she just really works for his style. And I thought that was really, really cool to hear. Um, And then in terms... Jacob, what... Yeah, go ahead. Was it the... Jacob, was it the end of issue five where we were commenting about that in in, in the Slack channel? It was either either issue four or issue five. There's a a very emotional scene. Oh, Yes, uh, it, was it was five. It was at the end of five. And, it was the end of five. Yeah, and 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 we. It's it, it was interesting that he brought that up because I remember I we were all talking about that in the Slack about the emotion in that in that particular panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like as much as we have like our art of the week, and we you know we we celebrate and we love comic book art. It's I think it's very rare to find one just like not even a page, a singular panel that makes as big of an impact as that one did. Yeah, one hundred percent. He he but. draws her just so well i mean every every week that a new uh, issue of the higher public comes out we could easily pick like every single page in there for our art of the week yeah. but we don't because of spoilers but it's it's so good and, and he does a <laughs> he does a great job with it for sure and keeve is already such an interesting character with what Kevin writes and then what ario draws mm-hmm. just adds so much more to it and and i loved hearing about that um yeah so but yeah, something he's he's been drawn a lot, been able to play through a lot, play with a lot. This first arc is the Dream Gear, which mm. you know is one of our main antagonistic antagonistic forces of the High Republic uh, so far. And he talked about how like how much he loved like horror yeah. and monsters and all like that kind of genre. And it's very cool to be able to explore that. I mean, you don't always get. I mean, Darth Vader aside, you don't get to play with horror elements as much in mm. in Star Wars, at least right now. I mean. I love me some Galaxy of Fear. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it, it's a little—it's not as common. So he, you know, he got the concept art. Uh, I think I want to say Grant Griffin might have done the concept art for for the earliest forms of the Dringier. I know it showed up in the Target version of uh, Dark Legends, uh, believe it or not. Uh, so he got that and kind of got to work with it and play with it. And 
I mean, uh, his work speaks for itself. They look great so far. They're really, I mean, they feel like a real threat. Um, and I think, honestly, I think right now he's probably one of, if not my favorite Star Wars artists. Like, the work he's just been oh, doing absolutely. so far has been fantastic. So, to see him bring that that villain, I mean, it's not a singular villain, but I mean, that that villain is forced to life in this way has been fantastic. And I'm, I'm excited to see what he does more. I, I can't wait to see what he does with, uh, not spoilers, Orla comes up in the comic. She's on a cover, mm. but Orla Jereni, I really want to see what he does with her when, when she shows up. Yeah. It, it was much easier to read into the dark, knowing that the concept art was out there mm-hmm. um, and, and, and seeing um, some of that work. No, it, it was easier to go back. It was very hard for me to, to, really get in my mind's eye a picture of what the drain gear was from that book. But once I was able to get Ario's, Ario's work, it, it, it clicked so much better because of the way that he can somehow draw these living plants as horrible, abominable creatures that mm-hmm. strike fear in somebody as strong as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Plants that hunger for flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one th- one thing we actually haven't really talked about a lot is one our, our third member of this panel uh, on the High Republic show, which was uh, Robert Simpson, who is the uh, senior editor for these comics right now, um, and he had a really cool backstory. Like I haven't, you know, it's uh, we try and make ourselves familiar with the artists and we try and make ourselves familiar with the writers, but we don't really look at like these higher like executive right. level like uh, members of the team. And I, I didn't know and, this job was producers. a thing. I, yeah. I mean, until he mentioned I mean, it. It's always in like the front of the comic books. But I mean, like I, I, I read them. I try and like, you know, figure out who, who, you know, who's important. But I kind of skip all of like the, you know, the uh, editor in chief and all that stuff. That's something I kind of like just gloss over. But something he talked about was like he had, he's been in, with Marvel since the 80s. Um and let me see if I can. Okay, but yeah, like all these people at the bottom of the page, like that's I'm like, okay, well, I mean, they're great. I love them, but I don't really. That's not why I'm really yeah. paying attention to as much. Yeah, there's his name, Robert Simpson, senior editor. He's been there all along. We just never noticed him. <laughs> um, but he talked about like he was an intern for Marvel in the '80s at 16 years old and got to help out with the like original adaptation of uh, Return of the Jedi for comic books. Like he was like erasing the extra pencil lines that the artist sent to him, uh, so they could go send it off to photography. Like that's like the guy's been in Star Wars for longer than I've been alive, which is pretty crazy to think about. And just see, you know, see this guy come all the way and now be a senior editor on all these books is it's pretty crazy. Like, you know, I, I can't imagine being in the job I was when I was sixteen. Um, you know, as someone who's, you know, forty, fifty years old, it's pretty pretty insane. Exactly. And, you know, it, it, and yeah, we don't talk about like these high level producer sort of things, but, you know, it it's great to have someone who's been like overall, like looking at all these Star Wars comics and kind of guiding them along. And we're definitely seeing the culmination of that with the, you know, War of the Bounty Hunters and everything that's, you know, culminating together. So, you know, we look at these names and think, oh, they probably have like a fingerprint in them <laughs> or a little bit in this. But like... You know, the amount of pre-work that goes to just greenlighting a series, like, they've probably worked, like, for months and months on just getting, like, series lined up. They probably had, you know, for every one series we see, there's probably six that died in the, on the drawing room floor, you know? 
Yeah, that was one of the things that really jumped out to me is when he said that there's a lot of planning that goes back and forth and that there's the lines are working together to help elevate each other. And without we all know what happens when you don't have a have a continuous story. I'm not going to go into it. We don't need to. We're, we're, we're not negative here in, in, in the Utini communities, but. If you know, you know, and if you're listening to this show, you probably know what I'm talking about. So it's very encouraging to know that they are, and this isn't the first time that, they, that they've mentioned it either. I, any single time I've seen anybody that's involved with the High Republic Project, they're consistently hitting almost as if they're being told to how much they're working together <laughs> to make sure all the stories fit. And it's just, thank you. Thank you to all of you creators who are working together. Thank you for giving us as the fans a, a, a trust that there is a through line and that you know what you're doing and that you're good. You have a beginning, you have a middle, you have an end. I, Emma, I don't think I need to say anything more about that, but, uh, but I wanted to know if you had any, 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 any thoughts. No, I, I totally agree. And I, I think it's interesting what you said about, um, about what Rob said about how the, you know, the lines working together and they elevate each other. Um, that was all really interesting in terms of like the overall world building. And speaking of, of the world building, um, Kevin was talking about the Hut Cartel and how um, it sort of expands on the version of Jabba the Hut we get from Return of the Jedi uh, because the Huts are mobile now or more mobile now. Um, kind of like Gracchus the Hut in the Poe Dameron series, some Huts are mobile or at least more so than Jabba, who literally sits in the same spot the whole time. <laughs> um, and, and this is the beginning of the Hut Cartel as we see them in the main timeline uh, in the High Republic. So uh, I'm going to start with, with Jacob. What do you think about the, the Hut Cartel being shown so early on in the overall main timeline? And, uh, and what do you think of their portrayal thus far? It's been. Uh, I think uh, we're still pretty early on. Obviously, right. uh, we're 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 gonna have some more coming up. There was a little bit of talk of them in uh, was it Into the Dark had a, a little bit of discussion about the Hut Cartel, and we're getting some now. It, it's been exciting. I think it's really cool to be reading this at the same time as War of the Bounty Hunters, where we're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of the expansion of the cartel just beyond Jabba. Like we had some of that in the Clone Wars, but this is we're we're getting a good expansion of the Huts uh, as as a galactic force um and you know we might see a little bit of you know they obviously hold their own right now in the high republic timeline but i think we're going to see them positioning for power in the status quo we arrive to in in the prequel trilogy so i i would you know they're they're going to be making some deals uh with the republic expanding out into the outer rim and i think i think we'll see more of why they are so successful and so have have such a long uh long period of success um you know for at least 300 plus years really of having at least some decent uh decent control over a portion of the galaxy um so hey huts, we also huts, we, we, we can't talk about time, the huts so. we can't talk about the huts without talking about how um they're not all fat slobs <laughs> No, and, and there, and, there uh, are jacked huts. There are jacked, <laughs> which is huts. so weird to say. You know how's that? <laughs> how's that saying go? You know, as the as the light rises, the dark will rise to meet it. So instead of having Sith, the uh, dark side gave us jacked huts. Oh my gosh, that was jacked huts. 
There is a scene that uh, I, it's Gracchus, right? No, it's no, it was uh, like a minor hut in, that it I think can it was kill Darth off. Maybe twelve. I think was. Oh, that's oh, right. That's yeah. right. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Right now. Wait, give me like they all they all they all run seconds. they all run together. So they do. They're they're all um, but they're yeah, all huts. <laughs> they're all some it's, are fatter it's, it's than others. Interesting. It's an interesting adversary because we see the Nihil and but they're kept to the novels and 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 the huts have always been lurking but they've always they've they've been a minor player so it's a, it's going to be interesting to see how 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 they're they're brought up uh it is throughout uh, this this boku era. the hut boku the hut yes right. the jack aka jacked hut <laughs> jacked hut muscles hut six pack ripped hut it's that, weird. that that was not Pizza a six the hut. pack I'm I'm counting now. I, I <laughs> it, it, I'm staring at it. It makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> but it it, it exists. <laughs> oh, that's All great. Right. So I was mentioning earlier about um, Ario's love of drawing Kiev, and um, Rob also mentioned that he loves to read Kiev. That that he's uh, she's her his favorite character, um, and that he really enjoys a sense of discovery through her eyes. And I 100% agree with that. And um, in the video, when they were talking about their favorite characters to create and read, Kevin mentioned how much he loves Skier. And he also dropped this really interesting tidbit that he wasn't originally going to be Keeve's master. And that uh, right, once the connection right. was made, the rest of the story kind of clicked together. So maybe it was the force working. That's all I got to say. Um, and Kevin completely scrapped the first issue and started over because of this sort of uh, uh, dynamic between Keeve and Skier. Um, and the master and apprentice found uh, relationship is the sort of foundation of the series. Once Kevin kind of decided that Skier was going to be Keeve's master, so uh, Tyler, what do you think about Skier and Keeve's relationship? Is it unique to you? I think it will be because I think that there is is going to be such the, the fact that the Drangir are are a part of this arc. I'm not going to get get go into any, any any more detail there. I think that that is going to add a very unique element um, to this newly promoted, uh, you know, Jedi Knight uh, that that we haven't again. We've seen this story before. We've seen this Master and Apprentice story before, but they still find ways to add unique elements to it to make it different than we than, than what we've gotten and so I'm really interested to see how that the Drangir's involvement will affect their relationship and I think that's the thing that that, that when it comes to those two characters that I'm most excited for. Yeah. Uh, let's you know what, let's throw to a, a quick chat question. We got one from B Nasty asking about favorite uh characters on covers from the High Republic. Uh, we don't have anything prepared, but I don't know if people have. I mean, obviously, I was able to grab a variant cover from near me, uh, but I don't know if anyone has like a favorite character cover. Don't I mean, grab I grab my I, cover. Um, I, 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 no, I grabbed a different one that I'm guessing. Okay, you good. Got. So, I, what do you um, mean? Uh, I, I, go ahead. I don't know if this counts because I think this is going to be a regular cover if it hasn't been already, but. It doesn't have to be a variant. It doesn't I'll, have can, to be okay. Um, yeah, just give me something. I'll. I'll it was um, Avar writing a rancor. 
Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry, oh, Caleb. Yeah. I was it's about to so do cool. that. I was calling that. So yeah, Caleb. I think I was like, uh, uh, yeah. Jacob. Uh, sorry, Jacob is going to try to pull this up here really quickly. Um, I mean, like we were saying earlier, Avar is such a badass, and it's just extra Issue badass six. Six? Uh, oh, uh, to be riding six. a rancor. I mean, Luke, Luke couldn't tame that rancor with a bone, uh, and, and <laughs> Avar can ride it. She obviously has a, a very strong force connection uh, uh, to this Rancor. And so uh, here we go. Oh uh, I think he's got it finally. I'm stalling for time, stalling for time. Drag that zoom thing out of there. And there we go. There we go. Oh, my gosh. How cool is that? I mean, I love how you can tell that the Rancor is so much bigger than Avar is. I mean, she's just a <laughs> tiny little speck up there. It's so great. <laughs> And our great thing is we actually we can instantly tell, oh, that's right, Avar right, because she already has like a character defining look, and we all know her look, that's a good which point. is really good. So, yeah, so because she, you know, Emma sniped mine, I'm going to have to uh, scramble around here. And I looked at there's a variant cover for issue six that's going to be coming out, and it has key like as a like a weak, nice like almost Japanese like oh, watercolor I, painting I know there, and like it like. I was just kind of scrolling through, like, desperately, I need something. That instantly brought my I attention. I think that's, like, oh, the, that's it's uh, a uh, 1 in 25, um, shoot, what's it called? Um, incentive cover. Sure. Uh, yep, yep. Um, open image a new tab. That's the thing I was looking for. And here we go. Like, some people think it might be almost like a false advertisement of, like, when the cover art doesn't match the interior art, but I th always find it as, like, a bonus. Like, you know, look at the same character, but uh, from, a, like, a different perspective. Because, you know, we all know what Han looks like in the movies, but there's, like, hundreds of different variations of how the uh, artist can take it. And I love it when someone doesn't try to make the character model look like, say, Harrison Ford, but instead look more like Han Solo. So, you know, that, I just really am attracted to variants that change character like concepts in a subtle way that you can still tell who it is but in a different way right I, i'm shot tyler i'm gonna guess you're gonna hit a mike mayhew because we have not hit one I of those which hit, is very surprising yeah, i'm gonna hit hit my 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 make my mayhew covers here this is this is my boy stellan geos nice. trying oh, to make the sure signed one i forgot to, about that to where the uh the glare isn't isn't that bad but um i don't like i want all of this stuff just on just on regular art like I, 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 this has never been open. But he has an Avar Chris. Uh, he has a Stellan Geos. Um, shout out to everybody in the EU Comics chat that 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 has has started this bad process, this, this bad collection for me. You mean the um, Enablers channel? Continue to incurt the Enablers <laughs> channel. That, that and, I mean, and I am and, and and I am a part of it as well. I have an, I have done my fair share. Um, but in all seriousness, like. I would have never known these things are out here without the people in that ch in, in in that channel sharing these these links and and I love all of his work. I I've, I've found this one, the Avar Chris, he has a Boba Fett one that I still haven't gotten around to purchasing yet because I keep meaning to. Uh he's got a Boba Fett one that is that for for War of the Bounty Hunters. Um Mike Mayhew covers look outstanding. I I mean, he we we could do a whole episode just on his covers. Um but yeah, any of his covers, uh, I don't, Caleb or not Caleb, Jacob, Jacob. I don't know if that's the one that that you were going to grab there. No. But, uh, okay. Yeah, his covers are great. Um, all of these covers are great. 
Yeah, no, the one I was going to grab, uh, yeah, Mike Mayhew's are great. Uh, Stellan's the only one I actually grabbed, but uh, I'm going to show off. Uh, this one is a, this is for High Republic number four. I got this really cool watercolor, like, cathedrally kind of looking uh, thing for Avar Chris. It's uh, from, it's by uh, artist Koi Fam. And I end up getting the Virgin because I love this so much. Uh, it's one of my favorites that I own so far. But I will give an honorable mention uh, to the uh, Vernestra Row cover for issue six that's coming out. Uh, uh, well, I guess, you know, what? That was, yeah. A couple weeks from now? Or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. This, oh, that's so cool. I, I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. It's super cool from unknown comics Ooh. i love vernestra so much so i definitely i was like i it, when this right before this got announced i'm like i know what i'm done buying variant covers for a while i don't need it i'm, <laughs> I'm okay I, like i was like i committed to getting the connecting covers for war of the bounty hunters but other than that i was like i'm good and then they're like hey burn cover i'm like all right cool whatever uh i i really am, i'm a little disappointed that they didn't show her light whip yeah. Uh, right, but I mean, it's still fantastic. It's her first solo cover, uh, so I, I had to pick that one up. Yeah, that's so cool, so cool. I mean, but at the same time, you saying that you're not going to get any extra variant covers is like me saying I'm not going to buy a Funko this month. It's just going to happen. <laughs> how, how, did you buy three today? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, let's, did you let's, also let's, buy let's, three today? We're we're moving on. There were <laughs> other <laughs> announcements that were made in this video. <laughs> Jacob, why don't you tell us about the big announcement from this right. video so yeah. we can avoid the, the shaming of uh, our, our, our collections? Right, right. <laughs> so the the big thing that came out in the video, we talked a, like a little bit about it. Um, what was it? Uh, whenever it was announced two weeks ago is Trail of Shadows is a brand new miniseries we're getting from Marvel uh, in the fall. Uh, so we're really excited about this. It is a miniseries uh from what I can gather, I would imagine set after the wave of books uh, with uh, mm -hmm. the Rising Storm leading that. So this is written by Daniel Jose Older, art by David Wachter, Ooh. colors by uh, Giada uh, Marchisio, uh, the covers from uh, David Lopez. And this art we're seeing right now is actually a variant cover for issue one uh, from our favorite Ario Anandito. Uh, but yeah, it's a mini series, and the premise is... Uh, quote, following the shocking events of the Republic Fair, the Jedi call upon one of their own, Emmerich Kaftor, to solve a or to investigate a strange mystery with ties to the Jedi Order. At the same time, Chancellor Lena So calls upon Cyan Holt, a high-end, in-demand private detective, to look into the same mystery. But will either solve this riddle before anyone else dies? I mean, probably not. Probably uh, not. <laughs> so, no. yeah, a murder mystery uh comic in the high republic with a jedi and a non-jedi pair we, we were told in, there was a great write-up on starwars.com we were told it was going to have like shades of like x-files in it so uh, that that predates me uh, by a few years but i'm sure maybe tyler or caleb might might that might mean a little bit more to them <laughs> <laughs> didn't really watch it probably fringe would be to yeah, there you go showed out a lot of people that I bounced off French kind of part in the later seasons. Anyway, what I'm getting at is I'm super excited yes, about this. Me too. As I said, when my uh, art of the week with the uh, Asian of the Empire, I loved it when Star Wars did 
wild, like, we're going to take other genres and put it in here. So they did the James Bond 007 thing. So I'm like, I sure hope that she has a smoking problem and, <laughs> and likes to speak in internal monologues about the, the scumbag of a city and the stench of the unwashed dredges. Like, I'm, ex- I'm, it, I probably won't go to that extreme, but I lo- am super excited about, like, a private investigator working with a Jedi to solve the c- tough case. I am beyond the moon yeah for sure i mean i love when star wars sort of takes major inspiration from specific genres like the specific example i can think of is uh the horror genre with tales from vader's castle and that's a comic specific Mm, example and now we're getting mystery in in this comic and oh my gosh i can't wait and i always love seeing how Jedi work with non-Jedi, and I think in the, especially in the higher public, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Jedi uh, work on an official mission with someone who is not of the Jedi Order. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for this. And Daniel Jose Older has absolutely been killing it with the higher public adventures, and I'm sure he's going to kill it with this one. So I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him transition from that the the IDW uh, to the Marvel series. Yeah. Just to see it, see if his writing changes a little bit. We we'll get a little preview with the um, Forlom and Zuckus. He has a one shot coming out for Marvel with War of the Bounty Hunters pretty soon, so you, we can read up on that. But yeah, I I think he's been one of my favorite. I mean, they're all they've all been doing so well, all the authors in the High Republic uh, right now, but. One of my favorite authors so far overall uh, for this initiative, so I'm really excited to w- see what he can do with a, a miniseries. And one one thing I really, it, it it's exciting to see miniseries specifically because I I, lo- I really love like long extended runs. Like Star Wars 2015 is 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 fantastic, but when you have a miniseries, you can kind of focus more on just like, hey, I'm going to tell one story. We're not worried about throwing like cliffhangers in every every issue. Like we're just gonna tell you one like complete story front to back, and that's it. So I think there there are some there are some benefits to miniseries. Like think of Rise of Kylo Ren. That's just like a solid story from start to finish. And I think Mm -hmm. you know as much as we would love for this you know them to spend a whole lot of time telling this story, I think five five or six issues. We don't know how much. yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, a great amount of time to tell this this little this little arc. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really excited. You know, in when when Into the Dark was coming out, I was I was excited about the 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 concept of you know a Jedi teaming up with a non Jedi. Um, but but Wraith and 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 Affy didn't didn't team up as much as 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 I thought. And and mm, I yeah. but I really think that. This series, this series with with Emmerich and and Cyan, um, that is this is what I was hoping to get from Into the Dark, and so I'm really excited about that because I always love, you know, we're not you know we in the world you know in the normal world in the non Star Wars world we're non Jedi, so it's it's always nice to see the you know a character that you can relate to you know dealing with these these mystic magicians and 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 how that's that that those sort of dynamics work. So I always enjoy. Uh, seeing those so th- those two worlds come together and play off of each other, so that's that's something that I that that I can't wait. Um, they did say, um, did they give a release date or did they no, just say just it's fall? Towards the, yeah, towards towards fall. fall at the end of uh, 
or after the novel releases. So, right. all right, as we wrap up, any I will go around the room and get, have everybody give their final thoughts on their High Republic. Emma, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I mean, everything High Republic, from the books to the comics to the art, has all just been really amazing. And these two series are no different. And I'm sure the Trail of Shadows is also going to be no different. Um, it's all just high-quality stuff and... Nothing like the higher public makes me so excited nowadays, and I just I just can't wait for more of it. It's great stuff. Jacob, your absolutely your final thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's like the High Republic has been. It's been something that's been so exciting for me. It's you know just like this next big wave of content. They they built it up so well. I mean, I've literally read everything. Pot like I've read the like I got the Great Jedi Rescue behind me. It is a book for literal children, and I still read it, and, and it was awesome. I enjoyed it, and there are great stickers inside it. Um, so, I mean, I, I've been loving this so far, and the comics are, are no exception. So, yeah, I, 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 I love it. That's, I mean, what else can I say? Caleb, exactly. final thoughts. Um, I am very excited. I sure hope that they've still put a lot of effort and, you know, this continued level of great effort and great material out of the High Republic. I'm going to rub it into my, uh, the, my, the casual friends' faces when they finally do make a, a High Republic television show, or at least, uh, an animated <laughs> series and be like, I know all these characters and I'll tell you which ones are the best. I'm, I'm going to lord that over them so hard. It's going to be great. But no, no gatekeeping though. We don't, we don't right. do that here. No, no gatekeeping. gatekeeping. Just, 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 just pride that I got on early. Yes, and I can share the joy with them. That's why we're here is to share joy, not gatekeep. Yeah, but maybe it'll be a little rubbed in. There's not little. much. There's not much I can add. That the High Republic has been great. Um, I, I, I am so eager and excited to to consume every new piece of medium that comes out. And uh, Daniel Daniel Jose Older has been crushing it. I, I'm so looking forward to this comic. I, I, the more comics we, we have, the better. And, and, and there's so many stories to tell. Uh, I'm just excited. So, you know, that's there's, there's not really a whole, whole, whole much more to say. So we're just going to leave it at that. And, and that'll and go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Comic Cosmic Force. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or subscribe right here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Utini. Uh, so you can get those notifications when we go live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Uh, next week, we are have another special guest. Um, if you are a frequent our YouTube channel and you watch some of our original content here on the YouTube channel, you might have an idea of who it is. But I'm going to leave that uh, as a mini tune in next week. Uh, so you can you can figure that out uh, next week. If you like what you hear, please make sure to leave us reviews on iTunes. Give us thumbs up on the videos. We love the support. Uh, we do this for the support uh, and 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 of uh, and and the appreciation of all of you fans out there. It's such a fun thing for us to do, and and we we really appreciate uh, you know whenever you all give us. So, some kudos and and really give us some appreciation for for what we do what we're doing um it, it make it makes it that much more fun um 
We encourage you to join our Utini Discord by going to utini.com slash Discord. See, there's the link that I was looking for at the beginning of the show. If you'd like to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash Utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council level, as well as Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you can tweet the show at Cosmic Force Show or each of us individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek. And Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. Thank you again to all of my hosts. Thank you to everybody in the chat uh, for participating tonight. Again, you guys are awesome and really making you know making it um, that much more fun when you guys are interactive like you are. Uh, and when wherever and whenever you are listening uh, to this episode on your favorite podcast network. We thank you as well, uh, and we really do appreciate all of your support. Until next time, uh, may the Force be with you, and we will see you next week. 